Hello, I am Judesca Villan, and this is another Rappler Podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. For this episode, pag-uusapan natin yung recent string of raids and arrests made by PNP against members of progressive groups. At least 60 were arrested since October 31 in Manila and Bacolod. Pero in the past days naman, may mga nakalaya na and nakapag-bail. But human rights groups still call this an attack or part of the government's crackdown on dissent and on how Duterte administration is using the law against critics. Kasama ko today ang justice reporter na rapper na si Lian Buwan to discuss these developments and ano bang implication nito sa democracy in the Philippines. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jodes. So your first question ko, what happened in October 31? Kasi parang nagulantang yung public kasi sunod-sunod in one day and then the following few, a few days after nagkaroon ulit. Mm-hmm. And then one detail na lumabas, a same judge yung nag-release nito. But we'll go on that later. But let me know, ano ba yung nangyari? sa raids na to and sa arrest. Okay, so nung October 31, naunang i-raid ng mga polis yung uh, bahay ng isang uh, mag-live-in partner na miyembro ng Kadamay okay. sa Maynila. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was um, uh, early morning ng October 31. And then gabi, ni-raid ng uh, Bacolod Police naman ang ilang mga opisina sa dalawang magkahiwalay na barangay sa Bacolod nung gabi na ng October 31. They were armed with search warrants. Mm-hmm. Sa Bacolod, dalawang search warrant yun kasi dalawang building mm-hmm. sa bagkabilang barangay. And for the home of the Kadamay members in Manila, that was one search warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, ayun, and they were able to arrest uh, a total of 62 uh, activists from Bacolod and Manila mm-hmm. and that same day. Bakit sila nakapag-aresto kahit search warrant lang uh-huh. yung hawak nila? Because there's a thing called um, arrest uh, on the power of a search. Kasi yung search warrant uh, is for uh, illegal possession of uh, firearms and explosives. Uh-huh. Kapag sinerch ko yung location or yung uh, pag sinerch ko yung location tapos and, and my search is for illegal possession of firearms and explosives at nakita ko dun sa lugar na yon na merong firearms and exclo- explosives papasok na to sa um, element of caught in the act Mm-mm. and caught in the act is one of the elements of warrantless arrest mm-hmm. yun yung pwedeng mag warrantless arrest yung mga otoridad so they claimed to have found um, explosives and guns in those offices and their homes although the groups are claiming these were planted. planted. At yun, dahil nakita nila, that's caught in the act, so they had the power na ipawarantless, uh, i-warrantless arrest tong, um 62 activists. And because it's a warrantless arrest, it had to go, it had to undergo inquest proceedings. Mm-hmm. So the prosecutor then had to decide whether the warrantless arrest was valid and kung hindi valid, papalayain namin mm-hmm. sila. Ganun. And then, parang the days, uh, days after nagkaroon ng another arrest sa Manila, another uh, office in Manila, office ng bayan, di ba? Mm-hmm. And yun nga, lumalabas na same, sa tatlong, at least sa tatlong incidents na to, sa tatlong magkaibang lugar, same, uh, par- search warrants issued by a same judge, si Quezon City Regional Trial Court Executive Judge sa Burgos Villaverde. Can she really issue, war- uh, issue warrants kahit na hindi yung subject nito, hindi naman in Quezon City? Yes, yes, she can. Um, mm-hmm. Dati, ang um, pwede lang mag kung mag-iisyo ako ng search warrant, ang um, pwede ko lang 
ang cover ko lang is within my judicial region. Mm. So, NC, kunyari, for example, the NC, NC, National Capital Region is under one judicial region. It's NCJR. So, kung Quezon City judge ako, pwede akong mag-issue ng kahit sino sa NCR. Okay. Pero nung 2004, naglabas ang Supreme Court ng isang circular na nag-authorize sa dalawang, exe- dalawa, actually apat, uh, executive judges of Manila and Quezon City who can issue search warrants mm. anywhere in the Philippines. Okay. And if they're absent, their vice executive judge could issue the search warrant for them. So, pinalawig yung 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 authority ng 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 EJs at ng uh, vice executive judge ng Manila and Quezon City so now uh, th- they can issue search warrants nationwide pero for other judges they can only issue within their judicial region mm. not necessarily their yung te- yung jurisdiction lang nila what are the possible risks ta kasi na, na kasi yung lumabas yung yung issue na main raids nga and issued by a QC judge executive judge Na, parang nag-condemn nag- na agad yung many lawyers also from the progressive groups. Uh, ano ba yung risk dito na ganito yung, mayroong ganitong power yung mga EGs na to? Groups, uh, particularly progressive groups, have always decried the power of judges to issue search warrants outside their jurisdiction. Bago mm. nga yung circular na to noong 2004, um, um, nilalabanan na ng mga progressive groups yung authority ng mga judge to issue search warrants within their judicial region because one judicial region is malaki, di ba? Um, par- para sa kanila, it expose, parang it empowers police to shop for a uh, judge yes. that is uh, that is allied with them or mm. kakampi sila or sympathizes with them. And in fact, di ba mayroong balibilita na nahipag-meet daw si uh, Sisinas ng PNP sa kay, kay Judge Villavert daw na sinasabi naman ni Sinas na wala namang mali siya yun, wala namang anything behind that. Yeah, I'll go on that later. Okay. So yun, so parang um, kung kung limited lang within your jurisdiction yung search warrant, your, yung the number of judges that you can apply a search mm. warrant for is limited then. So, Uh-oh. pag nilakihan mo yun ng judicial region, ang dami mo ng pagpipilian. And more so, kapag nilakihan mo na yung, yung, yung pag nationwide na. Okay. But the Supreme Court can argue, eh, ninarrow down nga namin and now you can only apply for, uh, uh, before the executive judges of Manila and QC. QC. So, that's just, two judges, parang, parang nanaraw down nga. So, eh, parang yun yung sagot nila sa mas marami kang pagpipilian. Na yung sinasabi ng, yung pinapoint out ng bayan muna, na the meeting between the NCRPO Chief Debold Sinas and Judge Villavert noong October 30, pwede kasing sabihin ng NCRPO na yun yung application nila. Mm, okay. Kasi uh, application has to be, it has to be heard. Mm-mm. Parang hearing setting yan eh, pero it's not done in the courtroom, it's done in the chambers. Okay. So, makikita naman sa picture na sa chamber din sila nag-usap. So, kung uh, yung caption kasi nung, nung police post na nag, diba, it, it was found in a the Facebook post of the Kamuning Police Station, I Uh-oh. think. Tapos parang sabi nila, ano ba yung pagkakaption nila? Parang dialogue Uh-oh. or something. Sana kung kinaption niya lang ng mas maayos, if it had been, this was the meeting or the application, yes. baka sana papasapa. Pero I, then again, that's for the PNP to answer kung ano ba talaga yung meeting. And yun naman din yung hinihiling ng bayan muna na ipaliwanag nyo kung ano yung naging meeting. Yeah. Pero like, 
for me, on the surface, baka kasi yun yung hearing mm. ng application for a search Normal warrant. ba na ang NCRPO chief or any regional chief ang mag apply na ang search warrant? Actually, Bayan Muna is claiming it should have been the OIC of PNP, which is a General Gamboa. Okay. Kasi sabi nila, ang, ang sinasite nila dun sa Supreme Court Circular authorizing the executive judges of Manila and the Quezon City, um, NBI and PNP can apply Mm-mm. under those mechanisms. But it has to be personally endorsed by the head of agency. So for Bayan Muna, it should be the director of the NBI or the OIC of the PNP. Okay. Kaya nila sinisingil na um, i-disclose nyo yung naging procedure ng application for search warrant because we want to know kung sino yung nag-personally endorse. And based dun sa search warrants ni Judge Villavert, it was not um, it was not the OIC of the PNP. Okay. So yun. Pero um, nagpa-press conference yung Supreme Court, si Chief Justice Justado Peralta last week and we asked him if uh, he finds sufficient basis to automatically investigate the conduct of Judge Villavert. And sabi niya, based on initial info gathering naman, she followed daw all the rules okay. that was laid out in that circular. Pero this does not um, stop any group from filing yes. a complaint against Judge Villavert, which I think Bayan Muna intends to do. So you mentioned nga courts, uh, yung balak ng Bayan na gawin against Judge Villavert. Ano yung mga nagawa na ng progressive groups? Kasi I remember, beyond this incident, sa labas nito, nag, dumulo nga sila sa Supreme Court, several instances on red tagging, harassment. Ano yung mga steps na they took? And ano usually yung action ng Supreme Court? Or kahit anong court regarding dito? Okay. So, basically, dito, um, the ball is in the court of the parties. Mm. Paano nyo ba a challenge Well, first of all, the first um, challenge they have to do is inquest. Kailangan patunayan nila sa inquest na invalid yung warrantless arrest. And they were able to do that for 35. Okay. 35 of the more than 58 or basta more than 50 na naaresto sa Bacolod. Okay. Because it turned out, 14 of those were minors. Okay. Um, and 21 of those were uh, workers of a bus company which were laid off at humihingi lang sila ng tulong, tulong. sa KMU okay. during the time na ni-raid sila. So, for, so this 35 uh, people who were arrested have been released. Mm. So at least doon, napanalo na nila kasi napa-invalidate na nila yung warrantless arrest. Mm. So the next, um, the next, legal remedy they can do is file a motion to quash the search warrant. Alright. And pag hindi sila nanalo dun, eh, lalab- lalabanan na talaga nila yung charges Mm-mm. before the court. Now, um, this morning, uh, Bayan Muna Representative Carlos Zarate and Bayan Muna Chairman Neri Colmenares released a statement saying that they intend to file an administrative complaint against Judge Villavert. Uh, sabi nila, um, they will tatapusin muna daw nila yung mga, uh, parang they uunahin muna nila yung welfare ng mga aktivista okay. before they they do this next step. Pero they've intended to file an administrative complaint against Judge Villavert, which is, yun nga yung sinasabi ng Supreme Court, eh, na parang, uh, kung gusto yung magsampa ng kaso, walang pumipigil sa inyo. Mm. Go ahead, that's, that's your right. Yung, ang tinatanong lang namin kay CJ Peralta nung nakaraan, because it has, paulit-ulit niyang sinasabi na ang agenda niya for his term is that 
um, judges will be automatically investigated for actions that mm. on its face appear irregular. Uh-huh. So that's what we were pressing nung, nung, nung press conference niya na do Judge Villiverts' actions appear irregular to the Supreme Court on its face? At sinabi niyang hindi. Hindi, okay. Sabi niya, well, based on initial information, she followed all the rules. Pero sabi niya nga naman, I mean, if you file an administrative complaint, then we will investigate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also, beyond yung mga nandito sa case na ito, nag-file na rin ang progressive groups. Marami kasi sila ng Rito Fabias Corpus, mm-hmm. against dun sa mga uh, red tagging, mm-hmm. and especially in the provinces. Mm-hmm. May marina na ba mga response dito ang korte? Uh, dun sa writ of amparo okay. ng Karapatan at NUPL, they were given the writ of amparo by the Supreme Court. Pero ang writ kasi, papel lang yan eh. Okay. Ibig sabihin, you're just compelling the government to reply to your accusation. Mm. The real trial was done uh, before the Court of Appeals Mm-mm. kung saan natalo ang Karapatan at NUPL. They weren't given what is called the privileges okay. of the writ of Amparo. So, sinabi ng Court of Appeals for both Karapatan and NUPL that they weren't able to sufficiently prove that the army was beyond, uh, be, was behind the red tagging mm. and the harassment. So, on that front, talo sila. And then, if you remember yung youth activist ng Quezon, si mm. Alex Pakalda, uh-uh. um, the NUPL also represented Alex uh, in filing a writ of habeas corpus. It mean writ of amparo kasi protective remedy uh-huh. yun eh, parang restraining order. Mm-hmm. Huwag nyo kaming lalapitan, ganun. Yung writ of habeas corpus is produce the body. Okay. Because when they filed it before the Supreme Court, Alex was still being detained in a military headquarters. Mm-hmm. So, ang gusto nila, i-habeas corpus para dalihin na si Alex to, uh, to, to produce uh, Alex in the court. Eh, kaso nung nakarating, nung nakarating binigyan ng writ, of habe, ng writ of habeas corpus si Alex. So, again, that's just the writ. Pagdating nila sa Court of Appeals, na-charge na siya ng illegal possession mm, of okay. uh, um, firearms and explosives. So, now, the uh, meron ng... Um, meron ng legal basis yung authorities in detaining her because charges okay. have been filed. Yes. And charges of illegal possession of firearms and explosives are non-bailable. And ito naman lagi ang kaso ng mga yes. aktivista. So you, Lian, you've covered the, just, the judiciary matagal na and expert ka na halos dito. Hindi naman. <laughs> and para alam mo yung mga nuances, alam mo yung mga caveats ng how the system works. Itong pagpunta ng mga progressive groups sa mga korte, paghablas sa mga perpetrators, do you think may laban sila? In, kasi yung mention, oh, nabibigyan sila rit, and then eventually nagkakanda gulo-gulo in the courts na. And then, si, uh, the, the SC said na, they can file administrative mm-hmm. complaint. Do you think ba, anong end, ano nakikita mo end, ano, uh, end insight nito? Doon sa tanong mong may, may kwenta ba yung pagpunta Oo. sa korte? Parang, Depende kung anong school of thought ka naka-ano eh, mm. naka-subscribe. Like, okay. if you follow the school of thought where you believe due process, mm. you believe in the rule of law, you believe in the courts, then syempre sasabihin mo. Okay. Dapat may kwenta. Because mm. if sabihin natin walang kwentang pagpunta sa korte, Oo. ano to, anarchy, di ba? Mm. Parang wala ng rule of law. So, even the act, even the activists who are lawyers, like um, Neri Colmenares or NUPL President Edra Olalia, they're activists. They're always on the streets. But if you ask them, is there, meron bang kwentang pagpunta sa korte? They will always tell you yes. Mm, because okay. yun yung, ano eh, uh, it's the, 
ano ba, ray of light. Yes. In darkness, yung yung korte, yung korte yung sasalba sa'yo. But I, I remember, I vividly remember a quote from NUPL's uh, Josa Denla. This was during their hearing at the Court of Appeals for the writ of uh, Amparo. At at the time, may kamamatay lang silang miyembro eh. May Uh-oh. kamamatay lang na human rights worker. I forgot where, somewhere in the province. And sinabi ni attorney Dainla na sa korte na kailangan pa ba naming mamatay mm. bago umaksyon ang korte. Okay. So, you kind of sense na meron na ring frustration Mm-mm. sa kanila. Lalo na yung sunod-sunod na pagbasura ng kanilang mga petitions for these extraordinary writs na ha-highlight na parang ineffective ata itong mga writs okay. which are supposed to be extraordinary remedies. Uh-huh. So, you feel that frustration from them but I believe when you ask them, they will always tell you that they still believe in mm. the courts because once you start not believing in the courts, medyo dun na tayo magkakaproblema. Yes, okay. And we know that this incidents the arrest, the raids, they do not exist in a vacuum kasi prior to the arrest, uh, yung DND, Department of National Defense, and AFP, naglabas sila ng list sa congressional hearing, even uh, alleging na Gabriela Women's Party mm-hmm. is a communist, communist front. Mm-hmm. And they've done this in the past na. In the past, meron silang mga tinag na groups na allegedly uh, yung, fund, uh, yung funding na binibigay sa kanina napupunta sa NPA, sa CPP-NPA. And then, the government has asked other governments, the EU, to stop funding these gov- this mm-hmm. organizations. Yes. Kaya itong mga nangyayari, kaya the groups can't help but say na there's a de facto martial law. Uh, crackdown to, to talaga. Uh, and it seems that the government is really using the law against its critics. Kasi nga yun yung tarap of charges, sabi nga nila. Do you agree? What do you make out of this series of incidents na hindi mo na masabi na isolated? I agree 100% that it is a crackdown. Mm. I mean, the PNP and the DILG can say that they're just serving legitimate search warrants mm-hmm. but you applied for those search warrants so targeted din yun and yes. I don't know why they can say that there isn't a crackdown when the government has filed a prescription petition to tag these people yes. as terrorists mm. and DILG Secretary Eduardo Año want to restore the anti-subversion Sorry. law wanting to criminalize mere membership to the Communist Party at sunod-sunod yung Sunod-sunod yung, yung, ano, yung raids and sunod-sunod yung arrest. And not just raids and arrest, killings in Negros, di ba? Yes. Um, uh, you made a map dun sa mm-mm. killing field sa Negros. So, it's a crackdown. Targeted ang kaliwa, yeah. ang left. And yeah, I believe it's a crackdown. And ano implication nito sa democracy in the Philippines? Kasi we know na dun sa mga target na from the left, they are human rights workers. They are the ones uh, following up or or assisting families of victims of extrajudicial killings in the Duterte's drug war. And also, aside from the EJ case, they're also pushing for government policies na baging pro-people. Kasi we know naman what's happening in the Philippines now, madaming policies si Duterte na ditag as repressive against the ordinary Filipinos. And also, they're also involved in the uh, talks or discussions about the West Philippine Sea and the overall treatment of Duterte with China. Uh, it's so easy to do these things na raids eh. Ano tingin mo na the bigger picture, anong lasting effect nito? Or maybe hindi naman long-term, bigger short-term and long-term siguro both sa democracy in the Philippines. And 
do you see na maayos ito in the near future? Maybe after 2022? Remember, Jodes, when we uh, did a special sa mga human rights yes, workers, uh, we agreed on a simple title. We titled it Duterte's War on, on Dissent. Because simply put, it's really what's happening. It's mm-hmm. a war on dissent. And so when you ask, ano ang bigger picture nito? It's just really silencing critics and silencing dissent. Mm-hmm. And that's very clear. And as per our last data, when we published the story, you can Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tertes War on Dissent. It's under Newsbreak in yes. Rappler. Thank you for the <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> Yun nga, um, as per our latest data, when we published it in June 2019, which was, I believe, b- because of the three-year mark ni mm-hmm. President Duterte, Uh-oh. that's why we did this. The Duterte administration has charged 2,370 human rights defenders in just three years, from July 2016 to March 2019. That is more than the Aquino and uh, Arroyo administrations in this in their yes. full terms. And we know naman how terrible ang reputation ni Gloria Arroyo yes. when it comes to EJKs and activists. Yes, this was the palparan era, yes. diba? Oh. It was the... Um, the counter, yung very intense and bloody counter-insurgency oh. campaign of Arroyo under her generals like Palparan. And she served nine years yes. as president. And in the nine years, 2,059 human rights defenders lang ang kinasuhan sa ilalim ng administration niya. Pero here we are, three years, only three years, halfway, nakaka-2,370 na tayo. At tataas pa to kasi yes. in one day nga lang, naka-60. Oh, oh. Naka-60. And diba? we still have three years to go. Naka-60, diba? So, there's really a chilling effect. And mabanggit ko lang na meron nawawala na former Secretary General of Karapatan Southern Mindanao. Yes, si Honey May Suazo. She was last seen on November 2. Um, ilang beses na rin tong uh, ni Major Parlade. Mm. Siya ngayon yung pinaka-kaaway ngayon yes. ng mga kaliwa. Uh, siya yung talagang mouthpiece ng military when it comes to 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 really, to really voicing out uh, against the left. So, hindi pa siya nahahanap. So, yun. Um, it's, there's really a chilling effect. Uh, I, it sends the message of if you dissent to Uh, mm. If you descend to the government, then you're the next target. Yes. And siguro on that note, uh, gusto ko lang i-emphasize talaga na activism is not a crime. Yes, uh, activism is not a crime. Even Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara says it's not a crime. In fact, he said, being a leftist is far from being a terrorist. That's his exact quote. And to quote him further, sabi niya, as long as activism remains in the realm of ideology, There's nothing to be alarmed about. But, ito yung caveat ng kanyang quote. But once it flows into overt acts that threaten the national security or at least cause widespread fear among the people, government has to step in and step in really hard. He said this in August when the talks of restoring anti-subversion law was being discussed. And I think what we are seeing is the government stepping in and stepping in really hard. Yes, it's a, a crucial part of any society, especially the democracies, na talagang meron room for dissent kasi hindi naman pwedeng naka-vacuum lang or nakatira sa isang vacuum ang administration kasi no president is flawless. And it takes the people, mapamidya haman, activists, or ordinary citizen na mag-point out na kung mali na yung ginagawa ng presidente. And yun nga, parang naalala ko yung isang poem nung nanilabas nung uh, poem ng isang anti-Nazi poet, isang figure, ang pangalan niya si Martin Neumoller. Sabi niya, 
First, they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. If they can do this sa mga activists, sa journalists, sa anyone na mayroong affiliation, they can certainly do this with the ordinary citizens. And we know na that they did this kasi sino ba naman yung victims ng war on drugs, di ba? So, ordinary citizens. So, on that note, uh, let's remain vigilant these days kasi we don't know what will happen next. We hope that things will not get worse sana and that the rights of each person are respected by the state. Thanks, Lian, for joining me today. This has been a very interesting discussion, especially sa law, kasi we can also talk about the rights, but we have to know the legal process. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this issue, please follow Rappler and Newsbreak on our social media accounts. You can also follow Lian Buan, Rappler. Uh, you can see her covering filing of cases regarding this seguro in the future. Again, I am Judesca Villan. This is Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. <laughs>